0: To the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. This week, uh, we have a story of just an incredible mountain adventure. Um, I heard about Justin Simone last year uh, as he was completing his Tour de 100 Highest, in which he climbed the 100 tallest mountains. In Colorado which ends up as always being more than 100 it was like 105 mountains or something uh and he did all that while biking in between each one and so essentially he did a self-powered tour of the 100 tallest mountains in the state um using his own two feet starting in Boulder going down to Pikes Peak you'll hear all about the story in the podcast and then Spending 60 days doing all these mountains, just biking, climbing, biking, climbing, biking, climbing, eating, probably eating like a crap load of food. um, And then eventually making it back to Boulder. And, I mean, first of all, that's just one of the most incredible endurance feats I think someone can possibly accomplish. And Justin's super humble about it. uh, But, dude, I mean... Being able to sit down and talk to him and hear the stories. And I'm a big mountain nerd. I'm a big Colorado nerd. So listening to these stories from someone who has actually accomplished this was just so incredible for me. I absolutely loved it. It was awesome. Justin obviously loves what he does. And I think it really comes across in the podcast. Like he loves being in the outdoors, he's a wilderness man at heart he loves these endurance events he loves climbing biking trail running anything that involves the mountains he's 100 into and it really really comes across so this is an excellent episode uh make sure you guys go online if you want to kind of check out justin's stuff um on facebook it's justin simoni as the long ranger is his facebook page uh on instagram you can follow all of his adventures at long ranger justin um and like i said he's an incredible mountain athlete and in a town of boulder full of incredible mountain athletes what justin like the quests that he has gone on have really have really just inspired me and countless other people to get up into the mountains as much as we possibly can and really appreciate and enjoy the beauty of colorado so i hope you guys enjoy the podcast um just kind of a recommendation if you're really a mountain geek like i am um uh, a couple of our previous episodes i would recommend that are similar in adventure stories i'd say um and i talk about them a little bit with justin but number two Number two and number 18 were Calvin Johansson's first episodes on the podcast. And Calvin's one of my best friends and he did his own 14ers project where he climbed the hundred tallest mountains in the continental U S or contiguous U S excuse me in, uh, 100 days. So we talk about both those episode number two and 18. And then the other one that I would say is pretty similar as it pertains to 14ers, or mountains um and colorado in general is number 33 with will sieber he uh attempted summiting all the 14ers in the winter and got really close and i'm i'm happy to say now he's actually finished that so it he took him one extra season to finish all the winter summits but he is he has accomplished that so go back check those out if this is your first time listening to the show Check out all of our podcasts. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, it's Like a Bigfoot. Check us out on SoundCloud, Instagram, all that fun stuff. All right, cool. Um, yeah, let's get into it. This is the Like a Bigfoot podcast number 104 with the Long Ranger, Justin Simone.
1: justin and i like cake oh nice nice what we'll kind of cake <laughs> just a carrot cake is probably <laughs> the best in fact just the frosting the cream cheese frosting on the carrot cake and kind of throw the rest of you know mind. that's
0: actually a great point and my, <laughs> that's what kids do my kids do that and then they hand me like the cake part yeah, here and i'm like what are you i'm not gonna eat the cake part yeah like, why not it's it's good like I ate, I ate the cupcake kind of another one i'm like no you didn't you didn't you ate the frosting yeah like right, right. what are you doing
1: right baked ba- goods in general are kind of like my weakness like if you want me to do something just yeah. be like
0: give me cookies and i'll be like oh this is great thanks <laughs> do whatever you want yeah man well sweet dude thanks for coming on the podcast so i have justin Simone am i saying that right yes you are okay yeah. good work too yeah nice i've, I've heard a lot of people different... mess that up dude they're like
1: simon i'm like it's like a, it's like a pizza topping man it's pepperoni yeah it's simoni yeah so it's it's a very common last name in it's italy it's like oh. smith in italy but here it's like completely really yeah it's a mystery here i would
0: have in like a million years like a million tries i would have never said simon yeah. i
1: yeah don't, don't
0: that's it's so just, weird yeah Did you get I mean, teachers doing that
1: um it's mostly just people who like read my name off like a credit card you know and,
0: like have a good day mr simon i'm like yeah okay great that's fantastic that's awesome man so don't take it personally obviously no of course not you can't you know i i've as a teacher i've mispronounced so many names like,
1: oh sure yeah
0: yeah and then some kids don't tell me until like the end of the school year yeah <laughs> And I'm like, can you – why didn't she tell me like week one? Oh,
1: yeah. And like I, I, I catch myself. I'm a huge mumbler. Yeah. So like if I if I get tired, I just mumble my sentences and yeah. my like housemates can't understand <laughs> what I'm saying. They're like, can you announce it a little clearer? I'm like, <laughs> you're hungry? I'm like, yeah. yeah mm-hmm.
0: I'm going, mm-hmm. I think so. most of the times, if you're mumbling, it's probably because you're hungry. I would guess. Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm constantly
0: hungry because yeah. I'm always in motion. So they can just yeah. guess that. It's the yeah. plight of my life. Yeah, man. Thus the baked goods. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, man. That's why I, you know, it's funny. My friend Calvin, uh, he's done. He hiked all the mountains out here. He did the like hundred tallest in the U.S. Oh, nice. And stuff. But anyways, every year he sends me, like links to people who are doing really cool stuff. <laughs> and he's like, that guy, like, he's like, dude, you gotta make sure you're like, f- hearing about this adventure. Here's a link. And I remember he sent me your stuff when you were doing the Centennial. Oh, nice, uh, nice. What'd you call it? What was that? Um, I
1: call it the Tour of the Highest Hundred. Okay. So um, I kind of based the name off of like a bike tour, like Tour de France yeah. is going on right now. So the idea is you, it's a grand tour of an area. Okay. You, know, you get a little bit of everything.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, and it was the 100 tallest in Colorado.
1: Yeah, right. yeah, okay. yeah. So there's a uh, various lists. Yeah. Peak bagging in Colorado is kind of like a uh, kind of a popular thing to do. So the f- most popular list is the 14ers Yeah. So after that, like, what do you do? What's the next step? So I'm like, it's the highest hundred peaks. Yeah. And of course, there's, there's not a hundred. There's 105 because you know algebra, whatever <laughs> mountaineering algebra, deems that there has to be more. You know Because yeah. people can't. Um, really agree on what, what actual so then you're just like I gotta do all of yeah I gotta I, do, I gotta cover everybody's list there's apparently
0: so. like five different lists of it and you're like oh I gotta yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. every every guidebook author has their own list so. oh
0: that's hilarious yeah, yeah yeah that's cool so how'd you come up with the idea
1: um well I did the 14ers right uh-huh and I did it by bike self-powered self you know self self-supported yeah <clears throat> all by myself and that was an amazing experience you know that was like the culmination of Everything, all the skills that I've kind of put together, all my mountain skills. And I kind of, like, you know, took the year off to recover from that. And I was like, well, what's next? Yeah. You know, I'm like, well, I can do the 100 highest peaks. like, Because I wanted to do something that was a little bit more futuristic. Yeah. Um, people have, in the past, um, ridden their bikes to the 14ers and done them. Um, the first two people were um, uh, uh, two brothers, uh, Pete and Glenn Dunmire. And they did it in like 1985 in like 90 days. And I was like, that's amazing. Cause like, think about it. They had no beta. There wasn't an, an internet. Yeah. You know, they had 1985 era mountain bikes. <laughs> and like the pictures I've seen are just like, they're just wild. They're just having the time in their lives. So it was cool to like, you know, follow in their footsteps. I mean, since then, like, I can only find less than a dozen people who have said they have done it. Yeah. Right. So it was cool to like join this kind of very, very, uh, very small fraternity but I'm like I want to do something that no one's done so I came up with the idea of like let's do 100, 100 mountains instead of 58 you know yeah let's double the project <laughs> um, and uh, yeah and just kind of work towards it um, I did have like I suffered an injury um, in 2006 or so I just fell bouldering and I kind of wrecked my ankle and I kind of had to like take time off to let it heal and stuff and in 2016, um, another guy had the same idea, and he decided to go for it. And it was really cool to see him go for it. He did it, um, support it. So there was like okay. a, a bunch of his friends um, followed him in a car, and he slept in the car and stuff. Yeah. And he had a great, you know, a great adventure. And I followed, you know, on, on something like Scott's yeah. website, like his project. And I was like, oh man, I totally need to fix this um, ankle and get this done, man. This is this is what I want to do. So. This guy gave me a lot of inspiration, okay. and um, to do it myself. And um, that same year, t- thousand sixteen, um, Joe Grant did his 14-er mm-hmm. project. So he he was he was inspired by me. He's like, oh, I gotta try this myself, do it my own way. So he was off at the same time that the Centennial's uh, the first Centennial's project was going on. So I'm, like, seeing all these, like, blue – you know, I'm watching my computer screen, watching where everyone is, reading their Instagram stories, going, like, oh, my God. Like, first off, this is the future I want, like, people doing awesome things, using bikes, climbing mountains. But, like, I'm not a part of it, and it's making me kind of sad. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, cue the Rocky theme, and, like, you know, I'm, like, (laughs) going to the physical therapist and doing my physical therapy, like – Three hours a day, You're whatever. Sit up, are punching. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'm like, you know, you know, <laughs> stretching my ankle out so I get mobility back, kind of thing. So like, yeah, that I, would be
0: an amazing Rocky scene if they <laughs> put the music and it's just a guy stretching his. Yeah, ankle.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, you know, with the, yeah, like, you know, doing his like very small ankle movements with like the the band, you know, <laughs> yeah, tied to like you know, like a staircase. Yeah, yeah, measuring mere millimeters of enhanced mobility. So yeah, I kind of like I got into again the base, you know, another one of those quote unquote best shapes of my life. Yeah, like, I'm gonna do this. Yeah, and like put all the pieces together and kind of do a little bit of recon and a lot of, a lot of staring at maps. Yeah, like I I didn't know where all the centennials were. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> it's more like you had yeah. an idea and then you're like, well, the details will fill in when they do. And um, yeah. So kind of, kind of still like when I started the the day of the tour, I still didn't know where they all were, what they all named, but I was pretty sure I would at the end. Yeah, and yeah, I can show you exactly where they are on a map now. But that's yeah. cool.
0: So yeah. what is what is training for something like that consist okay. of? Yeah,
1: so like I, you know, I can't, I can't go online and, and type in, um, you know, you can go online, type in like ultra running coach yeah right yeah, yeah you can't go on and type in like coach for two month you know odyssey <laughs> climbing every single mountain in sight like there's just no coach so yeah. you kind of have to make it up so there's three things that i um i focus on right i do trail running um i do mountain biking and i do climbing so trail running is easy i live in boulder yeah um there's there's so local hills trails. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, the top of the mountain from the trailhead is over 2,000 feet, so I can like run laps on that forever yeah. um, and get into amazing fitness for these mountains because all the trails up these mountains are also very steep um, and rocky. So um, for the Centennial's trip, I kind of culminated my training or like kind of as a test to see where I was in my fitness. Yeah. Um, in April for my birthday, I did a birthday challenge where I decided to Everest Green Mountain. <laughs> And Everesting means you um, do a hill climb, yeah, um, as many times as, as it takes out in the back, to equal or better the height of Mount Everest. Okay. So Mount Everest is twenty nine thousand twenty nine feet, and the the Green Mountain, which, which was kind of like my favorite mountain, um, each lap is twenty three hundred feet. Okay. So I had to do about thirteen. Laps up and down this mountain yeah. in a row, yeah. and I was like, ah, "If I can do this, I, I was also worried about my ankle. Mm-hmm. I was like, if if my body can handle this, if my ankle doesn't protest, I'm like, I think I'm I'm going to be pretty good to do the do yeah. something like the
0: centennial. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> it took me about 26 hours, but yeah, that was my birthday. Were
0: you so when so, you're <laughs> Everesting, like, yeah, our friends down at the bottom.
1: Oh yeah, or yeah, yeah. Out I or mean, on or oh whatever. yeah, and I announced it. I'm like, "Hey, I'm going to do this yeah. wild silly thing." I'm like, "Come have a lap, you know, yeah. like, you know, bring oh, water, that's cool. bring some, uh, you know, some adult beverages if you like." Yeah. Um, it's it's not like a it wasn't like a competitive thing. It was yeah. more like a celebration of running and just you know, it was just beautiful weather, and I'm just so happy to have an opportunity to do something like this. Well, probably to
0: like just start moving in the mountains again. Like yeah, if you're yeah, recovering yeah. from an ankle thing. Yeah, mean, yeah,
1: yeah, and have like you know I, I don't do a lot of races, so y- y- it's kind of nice to have like a more than 24-hour kind of time when you're just kind of cruising it. So, yeah, yeah, that was a really wonderful experience. But That's I can cool. I couldn't have done another lap. I think yeah. the, the 13th <laughs> lap, I was, like, you know, like, hands and knees, like, crawling up the trail, and, <laughs> you know, you get, like, 500 feet, and you're like, I think I'm gonna rest here for a little bit, you know, and going down was even worse, because, like, my, you know, my quads were, yeah
0: you know, to, to, to say the least, they were destroyed, so. Yeah. Well, that's funny, it's funny, like, man, because, like, if you think about Everest, they're... They're not actually like gaining twenty nine thousand feet.
1: No, no, I mean not
0: all ones. Yeah. I think
1: like base camp is at fourteen thousand or something. But I guess
0: 000. I guess I forgot they like go up. They and do down, yeah. up and down. So they yeah. probably are.
1: They. I mean in total, total they've yeah. got they've got a couple things. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's that was kind of like trail running or um at least getting fitness for fast hiking yeah. being on my feet. Um, for mountain biking, I actually don't own a car. Yeah. So it kind of like it kind of if the fitness comes itself right if i want to go somewhere i ride my bike yeah um and yeah i just love to ride my bike for fun so you know like a 90 day mountainous ride is like is my sunday you know and it's just what i love to do and boulder again has so many awesome off-road routes yeah that it's fun just to look at a map and be like how do i connect this in an interesting way to get i mean I'm, I'm just an elevation junkie so i'm yeah. like how can i get gain as much elevation as possible like you know if one week's ten thousand feet per ride and the next week will be 12 And like yeah. how can i do this with the least amount of mileage because i'm you know i'm all about suffering so you want to go straight up the hill yeah 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 and <laughs> thankfully to me like the front range is all about going straight up yeah. you know oh
0: for sure it's like every run every bike ride you're to start with you have to go uphill. yeah yeah it's just <laughs>
1: ridiculous so you kind of like some people don't like it but I'm like um, embrace it yeah embrace it because this is where you live this is your yeah. local hill
0: and this is what the trains like so. and not everyone has that you know like, no, even no. if you're in it's the crazy. mountains themselves like you're not you not you don't have to always be going straight uphill to no no the yeah you whatever.
1: can you can kind of relax yeah um the only thing we don't have in Boulder is being at elevation yes so I have to I mean my 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 lungs and my, my heart have to kind of adjust to yeah. you know but making more blood and kind
0: of all that kind of what's, stuff. What's what's like a good ride um, from Boulder? Oh, that
1: I do. Yeah. Oh, um, we did this awesome ride um, with my buddy Troy just Sunday. Okay. So there's a um, an old tr- uh, tr- uh, kind of narrow gauge railroad truck called the Switzerland Trail. Okay. Um, so we rode um, up to a town site called Sunset and took the Switzerland Trail. North to Ward, okay, and then we went up to um, Brainerd Lake area. Uh They just redid the road, so it's yeah, it's 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 open for the first time in like you know a couple months, and got onto a, a new trail for me called Sourdough. Okay, took that south, and then we. Got back onto the Switzerland Trail at its southern terminus and went right back down.
2: Okay.
1: Um, my buddy Troy wanted like a big day, so I'm like, yeah. oh, I'll give you a big day. <laughs> yeah. So we did like, like 65. Don't ask me that. <laughs> Come on, man. He's, yeah, he was like, uh oh, I don't know if I'm ready. I'm like, ah, don't worry about it. Like, I'm on a single seat bicycle. You have a, you have gears. We're we're gonna be fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was like 65 miles, and I think we had 9,000 feet of elevation gain. Dang, like, man, that rocks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, just, it's just so amazing. And, like, we got, you know, as close to the wilderness as we could. How much of that is on, like, pavement? Um, you know, the majority actually was on dirt. Okay. We did it, actually, we did it on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, if, if we didn't have done it on a Saturday, we could have started, um, once we just got out of town, onto dirt, gone through Batasso, yeah. did a couple of miles on single track. Got on to Sunset, which is kind of a gravel road, to Switzerland, which is a four by four track, to Sourdough, which is another single okay. track, to Switzerland again, cool. and then go back down Pedasso. So like, it's a majority of like dirt road. That's awesome, man. Because every
0: time I see people and if, like people like road biking, that's awesome. Yeah, but. For me, um it kind of freaks me out with the cars zooming by. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of traffic out here, so yeah, it's definitely it's kinda of scary. I though. mean,
1: I uh, <clears throat> I started out on the road but like um about a year and a half ago like I got hit by a car. And um it's kind of like ruined my um, um yeah, I just don't I, I get nervous now. Yeah. Because um, that hurt. <laughs> I, I mean <laughs> and, I mean I didn't I wasn't doing anything wrong either and it I mean it was an accident of course, but yeah. like I um it made me realize like
0: it's well, not how much fast? I can do how fast were you going how fast were I mean I went? was
1: going 15 miles an hour I'm not sure how fast the the car was but um, I got Jeez. t-boned by a jeep
2: oh,
0: oh so dude. I got
1: I mean I kind of saw the person and for know, a second right in the, the corner of my eye and I saw those Jeep headlights and I go funny those are coming close you know, it was oh, also like I hit boom, God, boom you know man. and I remember being tossed in the air and just like just imagining how many legs have are getting broken like yeah. two three four yeah. nine yeah <laughs> And I, like, I remember, like, hitting the ground and, like, not wanting to move. Because I'm like, you're not supposed to move. If you have, like, an yeah, injury. Yeah. I'm like, do I have a back injury, a neck injury? And I slowly did, like, kind of, like, move a little bit and realized, like, I was actually just – I was fine. Yeah. I, I, I got up and just kind of walked away. Yeah. Like, I took it on the hip. So, I'm like, I should have a broken hip right now, but yeah. I don't understand what's going on. Like, I – I hit the ground, I think, on my left hand, and I I sprained my wrist. Didn't even break it, and like I think my hip was a little bruised the next day. But, Dang like, man! The bike, the bike on the other hand, was just completely destroyed. Your bike took like yeah. the brunt of it. Yeah. So um, I mean, we called the ambulance and the police to file a police report and stuff. Yeah. But um, I didn't go to the hospital even. I'm just like, I mean, I'm. <laughs> I'm like, I think I can just walk home. Like, yeah. the police officer was nice enough to give me a ride, but, like, <laughs> this was, like, two miles away from my house. Yeah. So, like, I've been, I've ridden my bike in nine countries, right? Yeah. I've gone Europe, I've done New Zealand, you know, and it's just funny because I always had the accidents, like, right by my house.
0: Yeah. You know? Isn't that what they say happens, like, even in cars and stuff? Yeah, I, I guess
1: so. Like, I've survived living in Paris for three years <laughs> on, a, on a fixed-geared bicycle. Yeah. You know, it's, like, one of the most densest populated cities in the world, and I'm like... The bowler, you know, bike friendliest like city (laughs) in America. Yeah, what is going on?
0: Wow, man, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay.
1: What about like so? I massively prefer being on dirt. So
0: okay, yeah, Yeah. I would too. I mean, so we're talking about Scott earlier, Mm -hmm. Scott Morris. Um, he told me he's like, the difference is he's like, I can do some dangerous stuff on the mountain bike, (laughs) but he's like, I know that if I get hurt, it's my fault. Yeah, everything else is like it's in my control sure whereas if i'm on the road there are things outside my control like car yeah, sure. or something yeah you know, so
1: and i also like um there's there's skill involved with yeah. riding a mountain bike efficiently and it's something you can work on yeah um and you can get better at it so you can be a better rider and then the train you you can approach in a safe manner yeah there's just more of it totally and that's what's
0: kind of fun about it well it's like mountain biking and trail running you can't really zone out you know, but with no, your, that's when you fall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is like for a second, you're like, oh, I'm gonna start worrying about something. Yeah. You trip on, fall on your face. Yeah. So it's like, but at the same time, you're so like focused that you do zone out. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's almost like you let part, like uh, you you let go of part of your yeah consciousness to let the other part take on. Um, the way I can describe it is like when someone. Um, plays something very complex and fast on the piano. Yeah. You're like, how are they thinking about doing this so fast? It's like, well, they're kind of not. Yeah. Right. It's just it's so it's so embedded into who they are that the, the the fingers just move. Yeah. So it's the same with reacting on a mountain bike. It's like it's almost like a spinal cord thing where like these things are much faster than actually working them out in your brain. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's why you 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 practice. Yeah. Basically.
0: Yeah, cause I'm so. like I was saying, I'm kind of beginning mountain biking. Yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah. a lot so. of like still learning, and you know, yeah. every once in a while you'll get into a, the, the zone for like a minute. And yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet that's what that feels like. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. You're so. s- you you still have to play your scales. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. So what about oh. climbing? Uh, so
1: climbing, I um. I predominantly well I do two things so I predominantly um, boulder, okay. which is hilarious because it's uh, the opposite of how I approach my cycling and running. Yeah. Where in bouldering I'm in there I do something extremely intense. It's all about strength and power. Yeah. And and I work on trucks, basically the hardest part of the climb. Okay. Again and Again and again. It's it's all about technique. Yeah. You know I'm I'm just a very heavy climber because I have these massive legs um with running trail running and mountain biking i'm an aerobic cardio mm. beast like okay. i will not allow myself to go anaerobic because it's just not the training i'm doing yeah so like they they're they're funny flavors because they're complete complete opposites to of each other but i guess they complement each That's
0: other it, i mean it's true it's like you're building the strength during the climbing and yeah yeah yeah
1: so i do a lot of um very very intense workouts bouldering and then um again boulder has these things called the flat irons mm-hmm. right so there there's hundreds of pitches of easy climbing you can do almost in running
2: uh shoes yeah
1: so during my runs i'm like uh oh, maybe i'll just climb this flat iron and like <laughs> you know detour you know nine degrees and just go up a face yeah so um that you get used to easy climbing lots of exposure and keeping a cool head and you know route finding and stuff stuff yeah that's pretty cool it's awesome. it's just a ton of fun too yeah so once you get over the fear of
0: dying you know know, that whole (laughs) thing i know because i've (laughs) i've do i've seen pictures of people climbing in running shoes and you know unless until you're comfortable with it it has to be pretty it looks intimidating it's
1: way intimidating yeah Yeah, it doesn't go away or it wouldn't be fun but like you kind of like it's you just have to believe yeah you know and once you believe like, uh, but again, I'm am a weirdo when it comes to when I I'm in the gym doing my bouldering uh, workouts because I'll start in approach shoes. Okay. And like my warm ups are starting to approach shoes, and I will not use chalk. Yeah. Right. Because I'm trying to emulate coming to a pitch I'm not familiar with and just trying trying it with only what I got basically. Yeah. And um, it's just kind of fun to see how hard of a pro- of a a problem I can do. Yeah. With this limited gear yeah. you know and i kind of i surprised myself and like people are just like what are you why are you doing this you know because I'm, there's, there's i'm never going to come to like a 45 overhanging you know pro you know yeah. cliff and be like "Well, oh, i only have my running shoes i've got this but it's just uh you you do have to kind of zone in and be better at your technique because like if you're you can't hold on to the holds as well because your hands are dry or your shoes aren't downturned and like you know pointy you know you really have to compensate just by having better technique and everything else so and it's
0: kind of like practicing on something harder makes it the actual event easier yeah i mean i I do
1: yeah i I mean i kind of like model all this stuff on like martial arts you know where you're sparring yeah you're not trying to kill the guy right you're (laughs) just like you're playing it's play it's you're working this out it's practice without thinking it's practice because
0: it's fun yeah. yeah, so that's awesome, man. So when you left for the highest hundred, yes, you did. You just, you just left from Boulder. Oh yeah, so would um, you had to?
1: It's it was really awesome. So um, I was in a really bad mood because I was you know I slept like ten minutes that night because of course a million
0: nerves. Last, and-
1: yeah, last things to do, and I was going out with the girl, and of course she wanted to hang out with me because she wasn't going to see me yeah for any great particular amount of time for two months, and I'm like yeah, well I got to do that and everyone wanted to say goodbye and blah 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 so yeah it's like four in the morning and I decide to leave um, just a couple blocks away at the the, the county line basically the, the city limits of Boulder which just so happens to be um, at a place called the bus stop yeah. the bus stop is this kind of like um, it's it's a, it's a, it's the strip club of the town so it's like it's the most bizarre scene because like it's 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 early enough that there's still patrons in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> and Enroll's this like guy, you know, all like kitted out and he's got this bike with all these bags and he's taking pictures by the city limits sign and they're like, What are you doing? I'm like, Ah, don't talk to me, I'm not <laughs> Um, but it's it this is because it it has a parking lot, it's used as the beginning of a lot of kind of self powered things. Mm, like okay. when people time themselves to go up Long Speak by Bike, climb something, come down, they start At the bus stop. Okay. So it it kind of has this local kind of historical significance (laughs) for these completely silly things we do. Um. So yeah, I I made it so I could start and finish basically at my house. Okay. It's very convenient. Um. So yeah, like 4:30, and I was like looking at this ride to Pikes Peak, which was like literally 300 kilometers away, and I'm just like, oh my god, what was I thinking? (laughs) Like, Like this is so far. Um. And it's like mostly on road and yeah it was a, it was a rough start of the day like 300 kilometers is like a, a big ride in any day oh yeah you know and thinking like okay day one 300 kilometers day two uh pike speed you know you and doing then, like, busy
0: roads or
1: um yeah i um i kind of didn't take the back way that time um you know like i i'm not trying to take like i had to get on santa fe which is not a very fun road but yeah. like After that, you get into kind of these little town sites, and you kind of find the back way for sure. Yeah. But, like, I timed my ride up from Manitou Springs to Woodland Park which kind of does the north end of Pikes Peak perfectly to hit, like, the monsoon. Yeah. So, like, it's a busy road. It's a highway, right? And it's a busy road, and all of a sudden it's, like, you know, hailing on me and, like, torrential downpours. (laughs) Like, people were, like, getting off the road, and they're like, hey, sir, do you need a ride? Of course. Of course they were. And, like, any other day I'd be like, oh, that'd be great. Thank you for being such a gentleman (laughs) or, you know, a wonderful lady. I'm like – today I'm like, I'm really sorry, but no, it's against my – I don't know, like, whatever. I'm, my Were you, my like over explaining today? what you're doing. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> where do you start? You know, Cause, like, because people would be like, you're yeah. crazy. What do you, you're thinking? like, well,
0: I'm actually, this is the first day of this, like,
1: two yeah, month thing. Yeah. And it's, yeah. It's definitely like a, um, it's a rough, like, intro. There's no easy intros to doing something like this. You just, you just do it. You're yeah. like, oh my God, this is my life for two months. What was I thinking? Yeah. So, like, it's, like, g- keeping a positive mental attitude is tat yeah you know to, to doing all this because i don't know like the last time you did a 300 kilometer ride but when i do one like the next thing i'm freaking tired and i hurt <laughs> and i'm sore and all i want is pizza and beer yeah so like to think like that's like you wake up like i woke up and i'm like oh man what do i have to do today i was like well first you have to climb pike's peak and then you have to somehow get to you know the next mountain yeah which was uh Calubra, which was over 200 miles away yeah and you're just dude. like oh my gosh which is only it's like basically the border of new mexico and colorado and yeah like, wow that's a long way to go you yeah know? so yeah and it just kind of keeps going on like that you just keep linking the mountains yeah and you know you have to kind of pace yourself so you don't burn out oh too yeah quickly. Man. dude like, that's
0: a that's a intense start to it yeah a it's light. a lot of riding. yeah um was it that much riding after that i mean i'm sure there was quite a bit still, so but it
1: like, so most of the mountains are clumped together. Yeah. So the way to do it quickly is and optimize it is to try to, when you're on, the, on, on foot, is try to summit as many mountains in the area as possible before you go back to your bike. Yeah. Like a big loop of whatever the, the mountains are in the area. And then get back to the bike, go to a town, get food, and go to the next kind of range, you know, um, group of mountains. Yeah. So the group of mountains in Pikes Peak is Pikes Peak. It's just one. Yeah. You're like, wow, that's a long way for one mountain. And then the group of clubber is two. It's clubber and red. And you're like, well, 200, 200 miles is still a long way for two mountains. like, <laughs> So, but in um a, in average, each mountain, for each mountain I did, there's 26 miles I had to ride.
2: Okay. Basically. Wow.
1: Yeah. yeah. But, like, it's not, it's all lumpy, yeah. right? So, 100 miles here, 200 miles there, and then, like, three miles. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, you know. And then a 40 miles, and you're like, what? This is, I mean, it's just, it's hard to get into a rhythm yeah so like you're always in in all the 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 terrain is always different like the the type of road surface or lack mm, of road surface is yeah. always different so i it's hard to figure out like how long is this going to take me you yeah, know did you
0: have any idea or were you just kind of guess i gave or? myself yo i totally guessed yeah. yeah i was like oh 60 days
1: that's it's a nice you know round number yeah. two months you know i can fit that in my head yeah you know but it worked out the math worked out because to do the 105 mountains in sixty days, you have to do, I believe, one point seven five mountains a day. Uh huh. So every three, every three days or four days, you know, there's a, there's an actual round number of mountains you got to do. So it was easy for me to calculate: Am mm. I on on schedule, or am yeah. I, you know, lower than I want to? Am I am I going too fast? Things like that. So yeah, that that's what I kind of liked. Yeah, yeah, that was a good thing. But like again, um, only one other person's done this, and he did it supported. Yeah. So, like, he did it in 71 days. Okay. So I was hoping that I could take 11 days off his time yeah. while also lugging along all my gear.
0: Yeah. You know? And getting food and, like, resupplying. Yeah, and-
1: getting food and resupplying. So I had a lot of things. I had a lot of different jobs. Yeah. And he also um, had one other thing that I couldn't do is he could traverse over the mountains. So he could start one trailhead,
0: and they do some mountains. Oh, yeah, yeah. Meet yeah. him with
1: his bike. And that's awesome. Yeah. But all I I had to do um round trips. Yeah. So my riding time or my riding distance was a lot longer. Yeah. So I had to do I had to do more work. Yeah. Like yeah. A lot, significantly more work. So I'm not sure why I thought I could do this in 60 days, <laughs> but like you you just you make a target right? Yeah. And you might as well make it pretty stout because you're probably gonna miss yeah but if you make it too easy you're gonna miss just that much more yeah you know you'll give yourself the aim
0: much. for the stars and hit the moon exactly exactly <laughs> perfect yeah that's and cool man the so. emersonian hit the moon or um, <laughs> the thorough hit the moon yeah. so. just smash right into the moon yeah, uh. yeah 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 so
1: like I don't know did like did you I, get it
0: it was it about 60 days Yeah, I did
1: like 60 days 12 hours perfect like I did man. the 14ers in 34 days okay
0: so you're kind of like yeah off of that. Off that.
1: and I was like well I mean double the mountains double the Time, right? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Totally, because I'm like, I also I made a lot of, I made a lot of, just, just theories, you know. Like, I was like, yeah, like I'm sure the the ers are the horror peaks, and the the ones on the the lower end of the list, the thirty seven other ones. Or 47 other ones or whatever. I'm
0: like, those must be easier because they're, <laughs> they're shorter, shorter, right? That makes sense. <laughs> but it was, a total, it was the exact opposite. They, everyone says 13ers are a lot harder.
1: Yeah. So, like, there's a lot – like, the – I mean, the harder climbing Yeah, is that, on, I think they mean that. Yeah, on the lower ones. Yeah. Like, there's no trails. There's less beta. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: people
1: don't go them often – as often. So, yeah, like, you kind of have to make it up as you go. Yeah. And I'm like, that was a big, wide eye-opener for sure. I
0: remember – like, I helped my buddy climb South Maroon yeah, when he was out here, and then just looking across and seeing Thunder Pyramid. Yeah, yeah, you're like, that is terrible. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like, I have a picture of him sitting there looking at it, and I'm like, I don't know if there's any way up that. And there's, like, no, like you said, there's no information. There's not a lot of yeah. information on that. I mean,
1: it's crazy. Like, um, Thunder Pyramid was um, first summited in the 70s really like like they didn't know it existed or they didn't you know they didn't realize it was a they set-apete. probably looked at it too like I don't think yeah yeah that. yeah or it just looks terrible yeah i mean there's no real great way to get up it either but like there's a connecting ridge to pyramid mm-hmm. like the 14er and i looked at that i blocked i was like there's just no way i'm doing that on this trip i'm not i'm not on sighting this yeah like it it's like a mile or something even less but like it looks like it'll take hours yeah so like i'm all about doing this efficiently right like it would be more efficient for me to go down back to the the basin you know back up yeah go to the trail go up pyramid Mm -hmm. by itself and like try to connect it yeah you know so it's still like a but if you wanted to try to say better my time you'd have to do that traverse yeah you just would have there's no other way to take out time
0: and i do it efficiently and as fast as possible yeah
1: you'd have to you'd have to do it a couple times to like kind of as a yeah just to practice
0: yeah did you do the maroon ball traverse oh yeah 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 how's that one
1: I had fun. It yeah? was great. Yeah, yeah, I had done uh, my 14 er tour, so,
0: okay. I mean, it was a
1: little rusty because it was three years before, but, like, it all comes back. Yeah. And, like, I'd spent so much time training to climb, to uh-huh. be an efficient climber, like, with running shoes on and, like, yeah, you yeah. know, being extremely tired that, yeah, it was, it was no big deal. Yeah. So, like, that was the other thing. Like, my theory was, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be such a good climber because – when I'm doing these much easier climbs, I'm going to be so tired that, again, just like Mm. playing the piano, I want this to be automatic. Yeah. So, you know, I I just have a lot of confidence in what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, because it would be on some of those traverses especially, it would be really intimidating if you were all of a sudden just hit with, like, yeah bonking or yeah. like getting super tired yeah. or then, you
1: lose your confidence like what yeah. do you do like i'm i'm going to go down like if i if i felt like it was a dangerous thing yeah i wouldn't have done it yeah like any of those climbs like if i wasn't in control of uh, or at least um uh yeah kind of like when us uh, you know like when scott's saying like if something goes wrong he's the one that in charge. in charge yeah yeah so that's that's exactly how I felt I'm like okay. yeah I'm like, did
0: you ever like have to turn around for any reason or oh no that's the crazy yeah. thing so <laughs>
1: 105 mountains never got turned around that's awesome like that's just unrealistic that's unreal yeah right because like if you if you talk to people and they're like hey what did you do this week? It's like well we tried this hard peak but the weather didn't look well so we just turned around yeah so, like, I had to be a l- just really flexible with the weather or just, like, time things correctly, and there's yeah. a lot of luck. Like, there was times where I, like, had to hunker down for a little while while the storm passed me, but, like, I never went back to the trailhead and was like, nope, can't do it. Yeah. Um, just because I was I – was, it's not the safest thing what I did, but, like, I was kind of riding that line of, like, what I felt comfortable given my experiences, yeah. having done something similar before. Knowing the train, knowing what the weather, how unpredictable even the weather is, yeah. that I was willing to take the risk, knowing that it's on me if yeah. something
0: goes wrong. So, yeah. Um, yeah what about you get, sleep are, at night, like, how are you sleeping? Like, were you getting much sleep at all? Or um, oh man. So
1: when you ride your bike, like triathletes call this "bricking," right? Yeah. When you do a workout where you ride a bike mm-hmm. and then you take a run or you do a swim, two of the three, right, and it leaves your legs destroyed. They just feel heavy and dead they're right?
0: just heavy like full blood probably yeah yeah they
1: work two different ways yeah, you yeah. know for like you know, over a couple hours like that's every day for me yeah right so <laughs> I mean sleep was very important like in any other uh, ultra endurance like if it was just a mountain bike race I could get I could do four or five hours a day right in this I gave myself like five six seven okay Like I just I needed that sleep yeah, you know, so that's just something you you have to adjust. Yeah. in your expectations of your your uh, of how you're going to perform. Plus, it's two months. Like yeah. I can't do two months with four hours of sleep. Like, yeah, I know that's just a bad idea. In fact, I came into it um, not at my peak. Right, I knew that if I peaked at the beginning, by halfway point, I would be basically overtrained. Yeah, I would start having overtrained syndrome. So what I did was I did the first half. A little bit slower, but on purpose, knowing that I would be quote unquote training for what I was going to do on the second half. Okay. So I kinda came into it a little slower, took a little bit more breaks, you know, things yeah. like that. And then the next the last month I was just gunning it. Yeah. And that was the nights where like there was some nights where I didn't have any sleep and I was just like We just gotta really. get this done <laughs> Knowing that like I would be falling, you know, falling apart at the end, you yeah. Know, yeah and that would be fine. I could stop then. But yeah. Yeah. That's that was a good idea. That that worked out great. I was just again.
0: Like side of the road, side of the trail, kind of sleep or Yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, as long as it was a national par- uh, national forest. Yeah. You basically can sleep anywhere. Yeah. Like I I just needed a flat area that was about the size of a coffin. Yeah. To put down <laughs> my sleeping bag, my sleeping pad, and if it looked bad I put up a tarp. Okay. Yeah. So my whole sleep system uh, weighed around four pounds. Okay. Which is four beers. Yeah. So it's very light and very simple to put up and
0: did you ever look at four beers and then look at your sleep system i'm (laughs) going with the beers i want the beers today (laughs) yeah well it's funny because um i i kept finding beers no way really yeah yeah yeah. i'd be like
1: on a snow slope or something and at the bottom there'd like there'd be a i'd see like you know like full beers yeah something reflective i'm like i'm checking that out and be like oh man someone left a beer here i'm like awesome (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thanks anonymous person who's really bad at keeping how things. often did you find beers after a while i was just getting ridiculous that's yeah. crazy i one like on a on a uh, castle in a conundrum i was like cool because like i forgot dinner so this is like that's calories. amazing so dinner was like almonds and beer which go well together yeah really well.
0: you know what that is you know that's people who haul beer up there yeah they're like, they're ah. like this will taste good at the top <laughs> and then they get to the top and they're so tired yeah. or they're yeah. like that was super sketchy i'm just gonna leave this beer yeah up there. yeah, yeah.
1: I found like a, I swear to God, I found like a six pack on the top of Hoosier Pass. I was like, oh, awesome! <laughs> this is fantastic. You like hold up, like, does this anybody's beer? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I'm like, all right, it's mine now. That's funny, man,
0: <laughs> dude. That's super cool. Uh, and it's
1: not people following me, and like leaving no. presents. It's just like, yeah, you know, it's just like happens. Yeah, like yeah. the anonymous trail angel. So pretty <laughs> rad.
0: I was psyched. Was there any? I mean, so mindset wise, did you ever get to a low point? Um, I,
1: yeah, I mean, I was not in a great mood starting. Yeah. I think I was at a low point. Um, just at the beginning. <laughs> just mentally and emotionally, I just wasn't feeling great. Um, I mean, I probably was depressed. So, like, it's really hard to look at something where it's going to take two months and yeah. be like, well, no one's ever done this. I'm like, not really in the mood. Yeah. Like, this is not what I want to do right now. But I said I was going to do it. I told people I was going to do it, and I'm going to try. I'm going to give it my best. And, like, that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. Um, and I, I, it's like any kind of – I mean, you, I experience this every time I go for a run where you're like, you know, I don't really want to run today. But if I start running, I know I'm going to have a great time five minutes in and yeah. I, I'll forget why I didn't want to run today. Yeah. So you have to, like, again, just be positive about it and realize, like, you have trained all this. You've been dreaming about this. You've been planning this. Like, this is what you want to do. Yeah. Why, 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 why the pause now? Yeah. You know, so
0: that's like, I remember my friend, uh, his advice would be if people like, you know, they're trying to start a workout program or whatever, he's like, just drive to the gym. Like, yeah. Even if you don't want to do it, be like, okay, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll drive to the gym. And then if I don't want to do it, I can go home. Yeah. 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 So exactly. it's kind of like just showing up.
1: Yeah.
0: You're going to go to the gym. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're going to go. It's the same technique
1: that I had to um, apply. Yeah. Um, Plus, like the weather was not working out in my favor, so unfortunately, the timing of doing these trips coincides to when the monsoon season starts, mm-hmm. and it's just how it is. You can't do it any other time, and um, just the rain. The I mean, it was unrelenting. Like, so it wasn't just the afternoon storm. It was like wake up to rain, yeah. ride your bike in rain, go up the mountain in rain, and you're like, <laughs> I don't want to go it's up a raining. mountain in rain. Yeah, yeah. like. I want to see the payoff of the view at the top like that's Mm. one of the reasons i'm Uh doing this so when like everything's just kind of miserable and you're super wet and you know your food at back of your bike's getting drenched too and you're like great like it doesn't make you want to keep going yeah so like you kind of have to just like realize you're like i gotta get through this it's gonna get better the weather's gonna change yeah i'm gonna be stoked i'm still here um so yeah the lowest point was in silverton where um yeah, I, I mean, I got stuck on the on top of like Sunshine Peak or Red Red Cloud, um, in a torrential thunderstorm. Like everyone got caught. Like it was ten in the morning, and like there's this enormous storm coming towards us, and we're like, it's ten in the morning. Like there shouldn't be a storm. Yeah. So obviously, th- this is our imagination. And I remember being on top of the mountain with like two families, two sets oh, of families. Geez. And I left my gear on top of Red Cloud because I was going to kind of bag sunshine and come back. And then I had two more mountains. I didn't know the names of or where they were, but I had to get them. And I remember, like, you know, on, on the far peak, like, I see in the storm and realize it's going to hit us. And, like, running down the mountain. And I get to the saddle and I pass one guy, you know, with his family. And he's like, hey, man, good luck. And I'm like, good luck, good luck for what? Not dying, like, uh, good luck to you because yeah. you've got like people to worry about. Like, who cares about me? Like, yeah. I hope you're okay. Like in my mind, I was like, yes, and I kept <laughs> going. Um, so I couldn't get my gear cache at the top because the storm blew in that fast, and like I was just, you know, cr- you know, just crunched in. You know, like hands on my knees just waiting for the storm pass. I had nothing on.
0: Did yeah, you I, make it to tree line or are you just no? In I the was sidewalk? I
1: was still at fourteen thousand feet, right? I, my stuff was was the the summit. Yeah, I had dropped up. everything my pack all yeah. my clothes all I had on little like running shorts shoes and maybe um, uh, like a, a, a jacket so like a storm hit hail a thunder very scary yeah storm I hail, lightning, thunder, very Jeez. scary.
2: Yeah.
1: And, um, I couldn't move because i couldn't go higher because then i'd be in even more trouble than i was i was already in pretty big trouble like i, I could have gotten hit by lightning there um and i've i watched the storm like move right where the saddle was where all the families were and just stop and oh. i was like oh my god like they're getting hit the hardest and yeah. i was like i'm i barely skirted this thing so i run up to the summit grab my stuff and then run down and yeah. i have to like I get to somewhere quote-unquote safer, and then like I ring everything out, and then I, I'm I know, five or six more hours on the yeah. mountain.
0: Was everyone okay?
1: I think so. I yeah. didn't see any emergency no. yeah. vehicles. Yeah. I think everyone did all right.
0: What's the strategy for that? If what's you get the caught st- in a lightning storm, like what's, I mean, first strategy, if, don't get caught in yeah, a lightning storm. Yeah, first strategy <laughs> is
1: avoid getting <laughs> caught. Um, second strategy is just like you start early, right? Yeah. Like I started before sun sunrise, yeah, right? Yeah. Like everyone else. So it was just like kind of this like rogue storm like that a freak blew in. Accident, yeah, yeah, I mean, it hit us at ten thirty in the morning. Like, but you got to realize it happens. Yeah. So in any other day, if I was doing any other thing, I would just immediately go down and be like, "It'll be there tomorrow." Yeah. But again, I was like, I had a schedule. I was doing something special and important to me, and I accepted the risks. Yeah. So you have to. I mean, it's you have to kind of thread that line of what what kind of risk are you yeah. going to accept. And I was like, I accept this risk, you know.
0: So if you're hunkered down, what do they tell you to do?
1: Oh, man, you're, you're, you're SOL, dude. There's nothing you can do.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: try to find – I don't know. I don't even know. Try to find shelter. Yeah. Like, I was just worried about keeping warm enough. Like, mm-hmm. I moved because mm-hmm. if I stayed still long enough, yes. I was going to get hypothermic. Yeah. So I was willing to take the risk of going higher in the, in the storm to grab my gear. So, what I shouldn't have done also is just ditch my gear. You know, yeah. I just thought I'd do it really faster if I just had like a bottle in my hand or something. Yeah. So, that was dumb of me. Um,
0: was so, there any other sketchy moments? or?
1: Oh, yeah. So, that happened. And I get down and I have to get to Silverton, the next town. So, I have to go up and over Cinnamon Pass, which is miles away, down, you know, lose 3,000 feet of elevation gain, make it to town before it closes. I'm out of food. Right So if I don't make it to town in time, I don't get dinner. Ugh. and if I don't get dinner, I'm gonna feel terrible There's say, some motivation. Yeah yeah it. so I'm hauling down this ATV track and of course, I hit the like the biggest you know fixed rock in the entire <sighs> you know in the tire track and I dent my front wheel like worse enough, like I blew my seal for my you know tubeless tires and I, I'm having a hard time like fixing it because I've all this adrenaline from going so fast and I realized that. Um, I don't know uh, if my t- my wheel's gonna work anymore. Yeah, and I'm in Silverton, which kind of sucks because it's as far away as possible as I could get. Yeah, from home. Dang man. So I'm like, I might have to bail because there's nowhere to f- nowhere. In, no, no one in Silverton's gonna fix a wheel. By yeah. Wheel. If I had an ATV wheel, I'd be like had welders all over the place, but no one's gonna fix. it. Uh. So yeah, I I I made it to Silverton, but I'm like I, I did like I don't know the seven mountains in 2 days. I'm I'm tired. I'm tired of the weather. I've a broken bike. Yeah. I'm as far away from the starting point as possible and I'm not in a really great mood. Yeah. Right? And I'm like what am I going to do? Cuz like I, the next part of my tour, I mean, I'm not even halfway through. Yeah. But like the next part is the hardest part. I'll be gone, I'll be on my feet for like 5 days doing the hardest mountains on the on So which on ones the are these then? So I'm looking at the the women-age. Okay. So I'm looking at the entire Chicago basin. Yep. So um Julius North, Iulios, um, Jupiter, uh, Wyndham and Sunlight. I'm looking at Pigeon Turret, which are the basin over, and I'm looking at the two big ones, um, Jagged Mountain mm-hmm. and um Which sounds Bestal Peak. Jagged Yeah, mountain Jagged Mountain so is like Mount Doom. <laughs> yeah. Just, one does just not walk to Jagged Mountain. Yeah. And um The trail is all cross-country. There's, like, just no actual maintained trail. How do you
0: get there? Because I know people take the train, the little single or whatever, narrow-gauge railroad, and they get off halfway and then Uh hike into Chicago, basically. So how do you get
1: there? Yeah. Obviously, the train is off-limits to me, right, because I'm all self-powered. So what I did is I rode from Silverton um, up to um, the pass, Mollus Pass. I left my bike at a campsite. Um, and I just walked in. Really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> just so
1: so the Chicago Basin. Was it on trails basin, at all? Or were you yeah, just it starts kinda? on trails. Okay. It starts on trails for, like, you start basically on the Colorado Trail. Yeah. And then you go off into a different trail that goes into Vestal Basin. So oh. the trail gets kind of rougher. Yeah. And then the trail ceases to exist. <laughs> and then you're just going up and over these basins. Yeah. You know, and, like, the Chicago Basin from Moles Pass, is, it's, it's far. Yeah. You know, it's, there's a reason why people take the train. Yeah. Um, so I was like, and my my plan was to go back the way I came. Like it's just, it was a ridiculous plan, and I was like, I don't know, I really can do this. And I knew I couldn't do it, if, like it was gonna rain on me constantly, because mm. these mountains were so um, technical. I just could not do the route safely in that kind of condition. They'd be out of condition for me. Yeah. So I was like taking a gamble of like even like getting food for this trip. I'm like, is can I do the trip? Because if I can't do the trip, if I miss one or two mountains, I'm not going back. Yeah. Like it's just too much for me. I'm like, I would throw the towel. Yeah. So starting at like the lowest low, you know, I was like, well, I'm like, I can't like ride my bike out of Silverton because I'll basically be riding the route I have to ride anyways. Yeah. So I'm like, might as well do this super trip to get these nine peaks. And if it works, awesome. Like nothing's going to stop me. You know, if it doesn't, I did my best. Yeah. So yeah, I just um, I I, I enter the wilderness and like you know, and five days later, like without any food and a big you know grin on my face, I'm like I did it, you know. <laughs> and it was like the it was like the most insane terrain I've ever seen in Colorado. Like yeah, I, I didn't you know there were no trails. These mountains were hard.
0: They call those like the little Switzerland or whatever. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, Alps it's super pretty. Colorado. Like I was
1: going a, a full days without seeing anyone else. Like I yeah. just I was like I didn't know. This existed
0: in Colorado. Oh, you know. So that's kind of a, almost a boost, though, right? Like, oh,
1: dude, yeah, I felt great. I'm yeah. like, like Colorado threw everything it had at me, and I was like, I survived. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, it could throw anything else at me, and like, there's nothing that's gonna stop me now. Yeah. Like we've proven that. So yeah, I, at that point, my entire my mental direction, my emotional like feelings like changed, and I'm like, I have extreme confidence to finish this now. Oh, like that's let's cool, get this man. done. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like I was like, Yeah, I mean like the wheel's busted, but I'm sure it'll work, you know, like what's the worst gonna happen? Yeah. You know, I had all these thirteen thousand foot plus passes to go up and over on these <laughs> terrible <laughs> ATV trails, you know, single track, you know, a thousand more miles to go. But I'm like, ah it'll be fine. Yeah. Just just will it to work, you know. Yeah.
0: When did this like um, when did this fall into the two months?
1: This was like week number three. Okay, like, so. I
0: barely started yeah. I feel like <laughs>
1: But, like I, like, I had 27 mountains. Yeah. And, like, 27 mountains is a tidy amount of mountains. But you're like, oh, yeah, you know, that just means I have, you know, 70-something more to go. Yeah. Like, over 75 more to go. You're like, 78 more to go. You're like, that's a more – that's a bigger number. Like, that's a lot more to go. Like, yeah. Yeah jeez i'm like did i really sign up for this
0: but to feel like you passed kind of like a really difficult test yeah i mean you know is getting
1: yeah putting nine more mountains on that list you're just like yeah that's like a tenth of the whole thing yeah that's rad and knowing that there were like some of the harder mountains yeah um and like the harder the mountains the more joy i got out of it because like it's just fun scrambling up those things yeah like all the exposure and like being in this position is like it's it's what i you know it's it's just it gives you energy rather than it takes it away like sometimes when i do like just a talus log you're like oh my gosh please just end so i can go back to my (laughs) twizzlers at the bottom but yeah i love that challenge like i don't know if i can climb this how do you climb this you
0: know yeah so definitely when you're leaving your bike like you're leaving a note on it that says, this is my project. Or are you hiding it somewhere? Or? Yeah,
1: I mean, I did different um, different, different strategies depending on where I was. So when I was in, like, the town of Crestone where the trailhead is right outside of town, I left a note. Hey, yeah. don't move my bike, please. Yeah. I would be very sad. <laughs> and I wasn't super worried because, like, Crestone is, you know, it's got that, that strange uh, spirituality thing going. And, like, I would think stealing a bike would be the worst thing no matter what religion you're there for yeah right after a while i'm just like i'm just gonna leave it like just, you know besides the to trailhead it, yeah and i'm not even gonna lock it like no one's gonna take this thing you know obviously someone's doing something yeah you know um yeah i didn't really worry about it um i usually don't like i have like you know, a dental floss for a lock, anyway. So it keeps the bike from being blown over. Yeah, you know, It keeps the bike <laughs> from being, you know, you know roll away on its own. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I never really worried about security. Okay. Um, I worried about things like my food getting um, ravaged by a bear. Mm-hmm. So I'd throw my food somewhere else and not on the bike. Or even my clothes because they got super stinky. Yeah. But, no, it was never about people taking my stuff. Okay, that's cool, yeah um, Plus, like, it was a black bike. It was super detuned. It yeah. wasn't a 10,000 bike to begin with. So... Yeah. I just... I rolled that dice, and I was like, I trust people.
0: You're you know? in small... Pretty small mountain towns for the most part. Yeah, right? yeah. You're, you're outside of small towns. Yeah.
1: And, like, I'm like, you know, if I passed a campsite, I'm not going to steal their stuff. Like, that's, like... That's like it's like a cardinal rule. You don't mess yeah. with someone's some you know. You don't mess with a a man's stuff. When he's out there, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. I don't like. There's just not the. No thief is going to go to a desolate trailhead looking for a bike to steal. Yeah. And then knowing exactly how he's going to get rid of it before he gets caught. Like it's yeah. just it doesn't work out. The economics there don't work out. So. Yeah. No, just it, it never cool. worry.
0: Never worry. That's cool. Yeah. Did you? Did you have any other kind of, like, sketchy moments or, like, was it ever smooth sailing, I guess?
2: Oh, yeah,
1: man. It's it, – it, these trips are crazy because when you can't get into a rhythm – Yeah. Um, a lot of the ultra mountain bike races I do, you get into a rhythm. You know what time you get up. You know how long you can go before you want breakfast. You know where the towns are. Like, this – you don't get in a rhythm. So, like, yeah, you just things get thrown at you, and you have to just be – have to be liquid and let them like pass through you yeah so like yeah like the storms were one example where it's just like i have to endure these storms they're not going away but the weather's going to get progressively better the further i get but yeah like i would um let's see what, what would happen um let's see yeah like like silverton not being open and not being able to get food or um i messed up my data for the route yeah so i'd be climbing like, this happened um, when I was doing Capital, Snowmass, and the no- the other one that's next to it. I can't remember right now. But um, I messed up the route. And I picked the wrong gully to go up to. And I realized, like, this is super sketchy terrain. Every- everything I hold gets crumbled and starts falling. Glad oh, yeah. there's no one be- below me because I just killed them. Yeah. Like, I can't... This cannot be the route. Yeah. But I'm not going back down because why? So, like... You get these situations where you're like, I am in the wrong place at the wrong time.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: But you make it work.
0: How would you get by, like, when you, the rock's crumbling? And, like, did you, you just find have to, a better route? Or is that... Sometimes, like, some some of the rock quality
1: in, like, the elks... Yeah. It's just so bad, you know? Like, you just have to realize you're in dangerous terrain. It's not exactly technically difficult. Yeah. But it's loose and dangerous in that way. Yeah. And you have just have to be careful. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no... Perfect way to get over it, but you're like, this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just go for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, little things happen, like the wheel breaking, or like, uh, like my sleep system. Like I finally busted my pad, so it went like you know, blow up things like that. But like, you try to keep a little bit of sand like that little filament of sanity with you. So get just enough sleep, and yeah, you know, like you know, give yourself just enough rest. And, you know, things like that.
0: So those little things don't, like, break you. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's
1: when, that's when accidents happen, when small things pile up. Yeah. And you have to have enough um, perspective to get out of yourself and be like, is, is what I'm doing um, a good thing? Am I just going efficiently or am I going too dangerously? Yeah. And something's going to happen. Yeah. So, no, I never had I, – I did fall one time. I fell um, – <laughs> it was one of those falls where I fell and I looked around to make sure no one saw me fell cuz it was really <laughs> it embarrassing. More embarrassing but it was like it was like um doing the little bear blanket traverse i was like in the middle of it and oh. i was like and it was like kind of like i lost my i lost my rhythm or like you know i was like man i'm sure it's total badass cuz i've got like 3 days of camping gear and i'm totally wrecking this and then i slip and fall like in the middle of this ridge and i'm like oh my god that's a scary
0: that traverse looks pretty intimidating yeah yeah
1: yeah it's it's super cool because it gets super um narrow you know yes yeah. less than a foot so when
0: you fell though like how far did you fall and
1: i just fell on my butt like okay. i was just on like a slab and i was like oh you know i tripped on myself you yeah. know i wasn't doing anything awesome <laughs> but uh yeah like that was like one of these days where um the name of the game was to um kind of connect as many different mountains at once yeah right and that's the sierra blanca area and they really don't want you to do that the mountains themselves are like this is not possible don't do it take two trips but like if you look at a map you either have to access these mountains f- mountains from the west or yeah. from the east and i'm like i don't want to do both because i don't want to go all the way around yeah. the mountain to get it to it so i'm like i can do everything from the west and i just didn't know how to do that so I kind of made it up and you get into some pretty, pretty terrible terrain where yeah. I didn't want to be, and like I just had to keep a cool head, um, just just see if I can do it and be careful.
0: How do you keep
2: a cool head in those moments?
1: Oh, I sing songs to myself. Yeah. Like I sing a lot of James Brown. Um, I feel good. Yeah, I feel good. <laughs> or like you know, get on your good foot. Or like yeah, you know, yeah. it's a big payback. You know, whatever. Like it just it, it just pops in my head. Or whatever. Like like that funk like that soul of just get into that rhythm yeah you know yeah
0: it helps you kind of get in the zone yeah yeah yeah, yeah
1: yeah or just like even yeah this too shall pass whatever one well, was it's like saying. you know
0: because i've done a, a lot of ultra running and when you feel terrible and then you force yourself to smile yeah it yeah. like does something and you don't yeah. know you're like i don't i don't didn't realize that could be that powerful but it but it is. Yeah,
1: yeah. Or, like, sometimes when I'm on like a sketchy boost terrain, you just become hyper-aware. Yeah. And every single handhold and foothold is very important. Yeah. And you have to test it. And you're like, all right, little bit at a time. We're yeah. doing 10 feet to that ledge. That looks great. So yeah. if we can get to the ledge, we can go further. Yeah. But, um, I mean, that's how you can you can get um, – that can work against you. Like, you can make yourself clipped out that way.
2: Oh. Because you're
1: like, okay, it's not going – it's not going to work. Backward, I don't know how to go backwards. So you're like, all right, uh, did I make the right decision yeah. or not? So I mean those are just the types of you know I, I that's I take my chances. Yeah. You know. It's not this kind of trips are not for everybody. Yeah. Like if you want to do it in less time you can do it much safer and probably have a lot more fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I'm pushing it. You know, I'm I accept the these you yeah. know the dangers I'm putting myself into. I,
0: I gotta ask you about one certain mountain absolutely because i've had a couple of people on the show like my buddy calvin who d- did the hundred mountains yeah you know uh and then i talked to will Sieber, i don't know if you know who he is he tried to do them all in the winter oh yeah and good luck. weirdest thing happened they both the most like intimidating moment happened to them like on the same mountain almost in the same spot oh, okay and cool. it was mount wilson yeah how was mount wilson for you
1: so, yeah, Mount Wilson, it's, it's in the San Juans. It's some of the worst terrain. All the rocks are loose. So I had to do, in the area, it was one of those four mountain, four mountains that day. I had to do Wilson Peak, Mount Wilson, El Diente, and another one that I can't remember because no one does it. But it's funny because that one, like, it's, it's got a bad reputation. Instead of, like, a summit register, it just has a crowbar at the summit. I was like, Jesus Christ. So I did not. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. I, I binged the crowbar and got the heck out of there. That's awesome. So I did Wilson Peak, and then there's a connecting ridge to the next one, and that worked really well. I was yeah. I was kind of incognito. I didn't have a really good beta, but I would do that again. And then to get off that peak, I had to go through this death gully to the glacier, and I, and I read about it from one guy that I'd hiked before, and he was like, "Yeah, it was no big deal." But this guy is just has a different perspective on what's okay and not, and I, I I went through it and it was like, you put your foot down and like half the mountain fell away, you know oh, like, man. oh man, this is not good. Yeah. Like I don't want to put myself into this, but there's just no other way down. So you're like, again, you're like, all right, I've done this before, like in the past week, so many times. Like we're just gonna do it again and get it through. And like I'm the master of this. I'm the master of chaos at the moment. Like this is. I have, I have, I have graduated at this point from Chass University, you know. I've got my PhD in Chas Odyssey. <laughs> I'm in a Cha's Odd you know, Odyssey. You know, this is I, whatever. I would just say all these stupid things. I'm like, all right, we're just gonna go down this, this death valley. So you had to go down, and like that sucked. And then yeah, you had to go up. Um, what's next, Mount Wilson? That was fine. Yeah. I kind of got lost. I couldn't figure out how to get to the actual peak. Yeah. Got to the actual peak, and then I. I've done the Wilson Diente traverse before, but the opposite direction. And I remember it being really easy.
2: And it wasn't. Like, I was
1: like, oh my God, this is really exposed. And like, I'm getting really tired from doing three peaks already. So, yeah, that was kind of trying. I mean, usually what I want to do is do the hardest things first. Mm -hmm. So, like, once you're tired, you just kind of like plow through it. But this time, for some reason, I'm like, I'll do the hardest thing last because that makes sense. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, yeah, that was a little trying experience. Yeah.
0: So, what did you finish on? What, oh, Longs Peak, Longs for Peak, sure. Longs I thought. So, yeah. that's
1: the local mountain for me.
0: Yeah. Um. I was wondering if you're going to start there or if you're going to finish there. I was
1: thinking of starting there, too, because yeah. I'm like, I'll start there and not tell anyone. Yeah. And then, quote, unquote, start again. Yeah. So, if I just don't want to do Longs Peak, I'm like, oh, I got in the bag already. But, uh, yeah, Longs Peak was – that was a crazy day. I mean, they're all crazy days in their own, own ways. But, like, I woke up just off the highway and, like – that's a little patch of National Forest. And I didn't know where I was or what I was doing. Really? Yeah. I was like, yeah, kind of like it happens like today. I'm like, why am I up so early? I'm like, oh, yeah, podcast. Yeah. But I'm like, I got up and I was like, where am I? What? Oh, I'm not in bed. <laughs> or I'm camping. <laughs> it all comes back. You're like, okay, I'm camping off the Peak to Peak Highway. I'm, okay, I'm on the tour. Great. Yeah. Oh, man, I have to do Long's Peak today? I'm like, the one, I'm Like I don't want to do that. And I'm just like thinking I'm like oh this sucks I'm like because I know it's supposed to snow that day and I'm oh, like man what like the one thing I do not want to do right now is climb long peak. but I'm like well this is it I'm like all I have to do is today you yeah. know I have to climb it and ride back home I've done this dozens of times like let's do it so yeah I, I got up and like I'm below tree line and it's starting to snow on me like September 15th is like yeah. when it starts to snow and like I am I am determined you know I've got my walking sticks I've got my determined face on I'm like we're just gonna do this you know I'm like and I just like see rows upon rows of people just like defeated yeah. you know like oh it's just not gonna work out there's just no way to summit and like they pass me and they're just like who is this guy does <laughs> this the guy think yeah. he is like yeah. oh yeah he's gonna go up another like mile he's gonna come right back down just like all of us and you know what he's starting kind of late what it's yeah. it's like seven in the morning like what yeah. does he think he's doing this guy has no chance And of course like it's just a terrible day like it's super windy and it's like hailing on me and like I'm in the tr- I'm in um I'm in the loft like in the loft cooler and like the wind just whips in there it, all the wind gets funneled and just gets these little cyclones going I'm just getting hammered and I'm like oh man I'm like if I didn't know exactly where I was going because I've done this a million I'm like on this mountain I'm like I would not want to be here but I'm like all I have to do is not get blown off the mountain by the wind and summit these things so like I, like, sneaked up on Meeker, the first peak I had to do. That was, you know, one of the higher centennials. From the east side, because the wind was whipping in the west. Yeah. And, like, I, I snuck up on it and, like, tagged the peak. <laughs> like, not wanting to be on the west side, because I know, like, the wind was, like, like whipping, like, fast enough to, like, bow me over. Like, yeah. actually throw me over, and, like, I would actually have fallen. So, get that done, and I have to, like, drop all this elevation to, like, do the... um. Um, the Clark's Arrow route to Long's and like going across the loft was like one of the hardest things I did all tour so the loft is like a football field area totally flat but it's like over 13,000 feet yeah and usually it's just it's just a walk on talus, right there's nothing technical like I could barely hold on really like because all the wind gets like kind of focused into the area between the two mountains yeah so I'm like, you know, like two steps forward, one step back, like across like flat areas, like going, I cannot believe this is how hard, like this door will not relent, like for even the last mountain. I'm yeah. just like, oh my God. I'm like trying finally get through the loft and like go through Clark's Arrow and get kind of a lull for whatever reason there was a lull and get up to, uh, get up to Long's and again, the winds in my face, get down and I'm like, this is awesome. I did it. You know, tears are rolling down yeah. my eye because I'm an emotional person, even though I won't admit it. Um, I guess I just did. Um, and like again, I'm on the boulder field, which you know it's it's safe and secure. There's no more technical anything. Like I'm just I'm walking towards a trail, which is like hundred yards in front of me, and that's where I like slip and fell and like majorly like twisted my right ankle. Like another like my good ankle. I was like ah, and I'm like you have to be kidding me. Like that's like the final like the final payment of doing this trip of completing this was like just terrible like. Damn, sprain in this ankle so I'm like hey, I don't know I'm like I'm, like, I'm not gonna like i am not I've got to go to the bike anyways like I know when I get to the bike I'll be fine so I'm like limping you know I'm like you know hopping you know on one foot down this stupid trail it's going as fast as possible being like <laughs> I could have why did I just spray my ankle I'm like I can't, I've never sprained my ankle on this stupid mountain before in my life yeah. I've never hurt myself anywhere but I'm like, this is the worst fall I've taken the entire trip in the last day. Wow. It's probably just my defenses were just a little low. Yeah. And I was, like, thinking, like, how awesome I was or whatever. And I just wasn't thinking.
0: Isn't that always the case, though? Yeah, like, yeah, With yeah. any I big project, the end, the end is going to be – it's never – what was I watching? I was watching this Netflix documentary about these rowers. And they rowed from, like, San Francisco to Sydney. Yeah, wow. And it was these three – or these four, like, female rowers. And they get within sight of the shore on Sydney, <laughs> and that's the hardest moment of the whole trip. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like, man, this of Ties course this in happens. The wrong way. Yeah, exactly. Winds in the wrong yeah. way. Yeah, and they're like, we might not make it. We're 50 yards from shore. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, so it's crazy. So I hobbled, you know, I used every sw- every shortcut I knew, and I hobbled back to my bike. Damn. Once I got on the bike, I'm like, there's, yeah. I'm fine. The the ankle will make the bike, and then like it's just the longest bike ride in the world. You know, it's forty miles, and it's you lose at least four thousand feet of elevation going down there. But it just took forever. Yeah. I just want this to end. So, and it's it's you you go through lions, and then you're on like kind of a busy road, and you're just like, ah, it's kind of like a, it's yeah, it's it's kind of a it's a downer to to end. Yeah. You know, you don't want it to end, but you really want it to end. Yeah. So yeah. What did you
0: do when you got home?
1: Um. A bunch of my friends met me, met me at the sign. So oh yeah, just, okay. I, I collapsed at the sign once we took a picture of me climbing the sign and looking, you know, like you know, in in, <laughs> in utter victory of completing this silly thing. <laughs> and then like I ate someone's pizza and drank someone's beer and I think I I asked for a whiskey drink and then I I, I passed out. Yeah. I Basically passed out. And um, funnily, my I mean, it was getting cold. Yeah. The past few days were really cold and like uh, like my girlfriend at the time was like. Dude, sleeping next to you was like sleeping next to a heater. <laughs> like, you must have, have adapted your body to cr- create more heat during the night to yeah. keep yourself warm. Really? Yeah. She's like, I couldn't stand next. I can sl- sleep next to you. It's just <laughs> insane. I was like, Absolutely. oh,
0: that's weird. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, yeah, you're right. You had to have adapted.
1: I, yeah, I guess because like I mean, the last few nights were like too cold for my gear. Like yeah. I had like a thirty-five degree, um, very ultra light, you know, sleeping bag. So. Yeah. It makes sense. Like, uh, September at 11,000 feet in Colorado is kind of pushing that yeah. kind of envelope for
0: that. But How did you handle the post-giant event blues or whatever? <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: it kind of sucked. <laughs> it always does. And I knew it was going to happen before having done these kinds of things before. But, like, so, I, I mean, the spring was bad. Yeah. Like, I couldn't walk. Really? Um, so, that, I mean, it was kind of like a forced time, o- time off. Yeah. but I also like I I stayed on the couch nestled underneath a sleeping bag for like days really like my <laughs> housemates are like who's the homeless person that has moved in with us who's this person you know so like I, I just ate I ate pizza I ate whatever I wanted basically and I slept for two or three days yeah and then it was like literally two to three months of like very foggy um, thinking my mental clarity was just not there
2: yeah
1: um and then yeah I, I did my digestive system wasn't doing very well um i started climbing um more than i started hiking or running but like i just didn't have any strength or power and i realized how much i had um taken away from myself like yeah. i had lost 15 pounds um yeah i probably had some sort of like uh, nutrition deficit i definitely was over you know feeling um the symptoms of beginning of overtraining sy- mm-hmm. syndrome, like a lot of things.
0: Like heart rate at night is elevated. Yeah,
1: and heart high. rate at night, there's just no power. You don't feel, you feel languid. Um, Hard, you know, it's difficult to think clear. Um, yeah, I mean, I went to the, I finally went to the doctor and saying like, I think I have Jardia. Yeah. Cause like the, the plumbing is not working correctly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I never got an answer from that because yeah. like the tests were too expensive for me to do. Yeah. I did take a blood test a couple months later because um, someone was just curious. They're like, I want to see what happens to someone that just did that. Yeah. And it, he was like, I'm kind of amazed. It's pretty normal. Yeah. And I was like, Your vitamin D levels are lower than usual, which is normal. Yeah. So take vitamin D pills. Um, the only thing that like was interesting to me, and I never really talked to him about it, but my testosterone levels are way higher than normal. Really. And I was like, Oh, that's really interesting. I'm like. Is that the secret of my endurance? Is it just, like, my naturally high testosterone? Like, I'm able to... Is that why I'm able to endure? Yeah. Like, is my body just able to put itself back together? Or I wonder,
0: like, kind of the same adaptation thing. Like, did you just adapt to have higher because you're stressing your body so much? Or,
1: yeah, or was that incredible stress for two months? What heightened it? Yeah. I don't know. Like, it'd be cool to do a follow-up and be where are those levels now.
0: That would be, yeah, But he was
1: so amazed that, like... I wasn't all off the yeah. off the charts on each way. I mean, well, so.
0: and that's probably attributed to staying aerobic for most of it. Yeah, you know, yeah,
1: aerobic, but just destroyed. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you so you some of those bike rides turned to bike <laughs> pushes. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> you said like about a year that wrecked you, almost. Yeah. So that was twenty seventeen. It's yeah.
1: been it's about a year since then. Yeah. Um, it took me I mean it goes in stages. You yeah. feel the next week feels better than the next week the yeah. feels better than next week. So now nah, I mean I feel great now. Yeah. You know, I feel super strong. My confidence is off the hook. Climbing is I mean I'm progressing in my climbing, nice. which is amazing cuz I mean I'm 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 not a spring chicken and yeah. I'm I'm heavier than most climbers anyways just because my legs are so developed. Um so that's kind of cool. Like yeah. every day I feel way stronger than an X and yeah, I mean, I don't. Nothing really strange happens. Like I, I'm just out of breath for no reason. So yeah, yeah. My running times are are good. You know, I feel nice. fit and in form. So that's yeah.
0: awesome. So just real quick,
1: <laughs> but it takes a couple months.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you've done a few like, kind of smaller, uh, climbs and traverses. Yeah, and yeah, things. yeah. And I want to talk. I want to ask you a little bit about the uh, mosquito. Ten mile like yeah yeah combo there. So
1: I, I finished that last month, almost okay. a month ago. Um, so my buddy Peter Backwin has tried to do something called the Mosquito Ten Mile Traverse. His idea was to start at Weston Pass outside of Leadville, and you climb up the face of Weston Peak. You start there. Weston Peak is over thirteen thousand feet, and looking north on the ridge line, which is the Mosquito Ten Mile Range, right the range does not dip below 13,000 feet until peak nine. Really? In Breckenridge. Really? Which is 27 miles away. Yeah. And it's the only place in the lower 48 that this happens. So it's like geologically unique in that way. That's cool. And it was his idea, he's like, I mean, this is where I got the idea. He's like, I wanna, he's like, I wanna do it. I wanna go all the way to Frisco. Yeah. Do the entire range. And he's tried a bunch of times and like, the first time, like it just was, there's a part between Fletcher and Atlantic where things get real, and he got there and he just he spent all this time trying to get through and it just wasn't safe. And he's like, I'm bailing, and like another time, like it just like, it, like I think it just night fell and he's just he got to peak ten. And he's like, that's good, that's the thirteen thousand feet. He's like with a his partner, his running partner. He's like, I don't want to have this guy
0: all the way i'm really just, like, i'm just because that's so close to the end yeah
1: I yeah agree. i mean he's a super like chill guy like yeah. he's not into for fame or glory he's yeah. just he's like he's like you know when he's not running he's like going to zen buddhist retreats yeah. like he just has no ego or like he's trying to get rid of the ego you know you never have no ego whatever <laughs> but i'm like oh this is cool peter i'm gonna i'm gonna try this out yeah because you know? like it's one of those things where like i used to live in breckenridge during the summers with my brother. So I knew the range sorta. Yeah. And I've done the, the, the peak one through 10 traverse. And I'm like, okay, I know that part. And I've done all the 14ers and Centennials in the range, obviously, because of all my trips. So I'm like, I know part of it, but yeah. like putting it all together, I'm like, I don't know how these things connect. Yeah. So my idea, because I'm, you know, I'm a lush for pain and suffering, I'm like, instead of st- starting in Weston Pass, I'm like, I'm gonna start at a different point called Trout Creek Pass, which um, through the route is about 32 miles farther. Okay. So it's double the double the distance of the whole range, right? Yeah. Of what Peter wanted to do. And like instead of you know meeting partners and getting gear caches and water, which is very important on this route, I'm just gonna start with all my food and go alone, unsupported. Like I'm not even gonna like, t- I'm gonna tell a couple people. I'm gonna tell my brother. Yeah. I'm gonna tell two of my housemates. And I'm just going to text them to tell them which mountains I'm on so they know where I'm at. I don't have a spot. Yeah. And um, just see how far it is. Like, I was just going to do it, like, as a recon. Like, get to – from Trout Creek to Weston. it's 32 miles. Yeah. I'm like, that sounds like a great day for me. I'm going to do that as a recon, see what the route is because no one's done that part. I can't find anyone that's like, hey, I hiked to West End Pass from Trout. So I'm like, I'm going to see what that spike, and then just hike back and like that's my that's my weekend and then another weekend i'll do the fletcher to atlantic part and see what that's about you know yeah. do it really methodically and safe and stuff and then like maybe another day do like peak one to four because that's kind of like class four stuff and get refamiliar familiar with that but like it took like a day when i i got the ride to trout creek my buddy troy again i'm like why don't i just do the whole thing now i'm like why am i waiting i'm like i'm just yeah. never gonna get this done if i start. so i'm like pack an extra day of food I'm like yeah let's go you know wow. and I told Troy I'm like yeah I'm like if I don't get too far like I'll make it to Buena Vista and I'll y- you can pick me up there if I get farther I'm just gonna hitch it to Leadville or Frisco and I can get the bus from there it's no big deal so yeah if I win I'm like oh let's see if this works I'm like whatever <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like route finding once you get to Weston Pass is easy you just follow the ridge And um, I was following the county line until Weston Pass because the ridge isn't quite as formed then. Okay. So the county line, thankfully, was basically – it's basically the watershed border. So it worked perfectly for what I wanted to do. So I was always as high as I could given the terrain. Yeah. So it kind of kept the character of the whole range traverse. Oh, that's cool. Um, The minus of that is I'm nowhere near water. That's what I was going <laughs> to ask. <laughs> like, so, how do you do water? So, yeah, yeah. So from Trout Creek Pass to West End Pass, basically, I saw – I didn't see a stream. I didn't see a pond. There was no there – was, there was nary a snowfield. Like, I just – I started with about four liters of water and just went through it. Oh, my God. So by the time I got to West End, I was like <clears> – <throat> Only yeah, four
0: liters? Is that little? I thought it was a I don't a know. Lot. I'm trying to think, like – i always i over consume water though yeah, but, yeah you know and i know i know that too as i'm going i'm like i know i'm drinking too much water yeah but i just think so. like for me i'm like you feel better when you have a full thing of water and oh you're like, i can survive now oh
1: for me i, I felt so heavy with the water I'm oh like, yeah i want this off me as soon yeah. as possible so my thought like not knowing the terrain i've never been into the buffalo peaks wilderness which is what i'm going through I'm like, it's probably going to be easy. Yeah. I'm like, it's just going through the, it's just going through the forest. I'm like, how hard could this be? Cause it's a lot lower and it turned out to be a freaking nightmare. <laughs> like I got like 21 miles in my first day and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like nowhere near Weston pass. I'm like, this project is not going to work. I'm like, I've totally blown it. Like, yeah. You know, I like you know. It's it's so easy to think that you're just so badass that you could do anything because you're like, I just did the Centennials on a bike. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. Like, oh, of course I can do three days of just doing this one range. Ha ha ha. And like, it just kicks your ass. And you're like, all right, back to back, back to, reality. to school. yeah, back to reality. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this this is hard. Like, I mean, it's just choked with trees and there's um hidden boulder fields everywhere. You have to negotiate. And, like, it's just up and down and up and down. You're just yeah. like, this seems pointless. And, like, it's all circuitous because you're kind of falling the highest part. And you're just like, well, okay, now I know why no one starts at truck Creek. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no trails. I had maybe a mile of trail total for that 32 miles. And everything else was off-road, off-trail, off-track.
0: Which makes it so much more difficult. To, oh, yeah, I
1: didn't see anybody. Yeah. Like, there was no one around. <laughs> this is kind of cool. Like, But it's, it's really cool to think that I could start between Buena Vista and Frisco. And be in an area where there just isn't anyone there to, to yeah. bump into, so that was kind of magical in a way. That's cool. So like, I found water the next day. I found water. Got to Weston Pass.
0: Did you know where to find water, or were you? No, just, like, no. I was there just might hoping be water there, down there. Yeah, I
1: was like, I, I, There was like a lake of some sort near Weston okay. Pass, like from pictures, you know, yeah. like, from the satellite view. But I didn't know the quality. Like I knew there was a <laughs> lot of mining activity oh, yeah. near Weston Pass, so like. It could be not the best thing to drink It yeah, could just yeah. be full of mercury And heavy metals and just, yeah, Or just refuse Or gas from all the uh, Jeepers that broke down or whatever So I'm like worst comes worse I could use that but thankfully I found like um, A melting snow patch Perfect. Just above and I was yeah. like great So I, I cameled up So yeah six hours into the second day I made it to Weston Pass and I was like cool Now I can kind of start this you Yeah know? Thinking, like, I have 32 miles of off road travel on my legs already. I'm like, I am beat. Yeah. And I'm like, looking from like 12,000 feet to 13 something. I'm like, that looks hard. You know, just getting up this slope, I'm like, man, this is not, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I said hello to the first people I saw <laughs> for, you know, that day and would see for the next 20, you know, 30 hours um yeah what were I, they doing there oh i mean it's just a fun place to go yeah. they're they're wildlife watching they're, oh, okay they're like did you see that elk baby i'm like kind of <laughs> they they knew what they were looking at i was like yeah. trying to i was looking through their glasses and i'm like i don't see a damn thing yeah like i went through these elk herds like yeah uh, last night i can tell you about them i can tell you the scat i saw but like i'm like from like the two miles you're looking at i'm like i don't see them yeah but they were psyched they're like this is awesome i'm like i'm psyched for you yeah that's i'm cool. like I'm not gonna see anyone forever, so yeah, like, yeah, I was just so tired. <laughs> so I get up. I eventually get up onto the ridgeline to start on Weston Peak, and like all the water I was carrying was so heavy. Like I'm I'm used to light and fast, yeah, right. And I'm like, hey, you get on the top of the the. The, the, the ridge line, and you can see almost the end. And really? it's just it's an impossibly long, yeah. twisting ridge of mountains. And you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, if, if I'm gonna be able to do this, I'm gonna be, have to do as light as possible. And I made the decision to drop most of my water then and there. Really? Yeah, so I gave I gave like three liters away. No I was like, way. whatever, I don't need this. I could see snow patches, mm, so I'm like, okay, I can pick it fine. up on the way. yeah I didn't bring a stove to <laughs> melt the water. <laughs> But I thought that because I'm such a bright and warm and bubbly person, like, I could just melt the water with my, I, I don't know, just with my personality, I yeah. guess. I don't know. I wasn't thinking quite right. So, like, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, long story short, like, I would just come to a snow patch and eat it. Yeah. And, like, it's a terrible, it's a very terrible way to ingest water. <laughs>
0: I suggest the liquid form.
1: But it, it worked enough for me. Like, yeah. I got very dehydrated, but, like. It was enough water to keep me going.
0: Hey man, it's better than steam, right? It's That's the other option. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Or dropping down. I didn't want to drop down oh, on yeah, the that ridge. Would. That was like kind of a goal. is keep on the ridge. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So.
0: <sighs> so you'd recommend it to everybody to do this? No, I don't. Think anyone <laughs> should
1: do this. Not like I was like now I know why no one does this. This <laughs> is really this is really hard. Yeah. Like to this day, before I did it, the only person that I know has done it is a man called Jeff Rome. Uh huh. And um. He did it in like a, like two days and six hours from Weston Pass.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um he, like Jeff Rohn is kind of a badass. He like I think he got second in hard rock last weekend. He
0: sounds really familiar. Yeah, so like he's an ultra runner guy. Yeah,
1: so that's like the that's the kind of fitness you need to do this kind yeah. of thing. And like I don't feel like I'm a Jeff Rohn or even a Peter Backlund. I'm just like a guy. So like <laughs> I mean I definitely bit off a lot. I'm not sure if it was more than I shoe because I did finish it, but like I'm like, wow, that was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Because you look in the map, and like from Weston Pass to Frisco, it's 36 miles. I've done 36 miles in a day. I've done 36 mountainous miles in a day. I'm like, Whoa, yeah. this is not hard. The second day, I think I did 12 miles. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, 12? I'm like, I am not, we're never finishing this. Yeah. Like, how are we finishing this? Like, like I didn't understand. But it was just, the train was that hard. So give kind of a perspective, like, Long Speaks Keyhole route, right? Mm -hmm. From the Keyhole to the summit of Longs is a mile. Yeah. It takes people hours. Yeah. Right. And it takes hours back to get back to the Keyhole. Right. It's just one mile. I had miles upon miles of that type of terrain. So I wasn't moving. Like, if again, like if I was looking at my blue dot on the computer screen, I'd (laughs) be like, what's this guy's problem? He's going so (laughs) slow. But I was going as fast as I could. And it was just. The terrain would not allow me to go any wow. faster than very slow. Yeah. And I just I couldn't believe it. It just was unrelenting after a while. That's so, awesome, like, from, man. from like, Weston Peak to um, Mount Tweedo, it's pretty chill. It's Class 2 off-trail talus hiking. It's a lot of up and down. Talus is very hard to negotiate or, you know, hike on. But, like, there's no scrambling. Yeah. From, like, Mount Tweedo, buckskin, Democrat— McNamee, Clinton, it's all class three, and you're just like, that's five miles. of I'm like, what did I? Wow, that's that. How many
0: peaks in between? Like, did there's you count them up. Or? Yeah,
1: I mean, there's two fourteeners in the entire range. There's okay. dozens of thirteeners. Okay. There's a couple 12ers. There's a couple centennials. Yeah. Yeah. It, you hit a lot of peaks. Like, yeah. It's a peak bagging smorgasbord. <laughs> like it's the buffet of peak bagging in Colorado. You, you, there's no way you can bag more peak peaks in any uh, like in any distance like like you, you, this that's is what you cool. do yeah. yeah so like every hour you're like another one another one it's <laughs> kind of fun but like after a while i'm like i don't even know the peak's name we're just gonna we're, we're gonna hit it but we're just gonna i'm yeah. gonna look it up we'll figure
0: this out later yeah so <laughs> that's cool man dude i think what you represent is This thing And you mentioned You know All these other people You've met along the way Or have tried other things Sure But like Colorado Truly is like A choose your own adventure Kind of state Yeah yeah. And you can kind of design Whatever you want Yeah
1: Like it's It's kind of funny Like I have a I have an art degree I have an art background I went to art school Yeah So the idea To create something That hadn't existed before Or build upon Someone else's work Is very natural to me Yeah You know and, And have a reason to do it And then do it Yeah Right And then present it which is kind of what we're doing now
0: that's super cool
1: um, that's just how I that's my schooling is taught me to do that and that's how I've interpreted my degree because really? uh, I'm not a, a gallery artist anymore I don't draw or paint to show at shows anymore so that's kind of how I do it do my thing yeah, yeah. man
0: and I think so. it's awesome I think it's oh I do because pe- people it's just like any art like you draw inspiration or or whatever from sure, hearing sure. about these experiences yeah this yeah thing.
1: I mean Peter Peter definitely wanted other people to go for the route. You yeah. Know? I was like, I'm sure he was psyched that I'm like, I want to go for the route. He's like, that's awesome. Yeah. So to have to, to be able to finish it and then put my own kind of signature on it, it was, it was cool. I was like, ah, Peter's, I mean, I had so much respect for Peter to like, think about doing this and then try it a couple times. And then like, be like, whoa, now I know why Peter had so much trouble. Like, yeah. i was like, oh shit, Peter's a badass. He's a, <laughs> he just doesn't tell anybody. It's so weird. Um, yeah, and then I'm stoked to see who else goes for it. Yeah. Um. Right now, someone's doing the 14ers project. Oh, really? Actually, on bike. Okay. And um, I met with him. I I I um invited him to my house. and, I, you know I probably bought him a coffee or something. He wouldn't take too much from me. Um, you know, low key dude. Um, and I was psyched that he was inspired by Joe and I or whomever to do the the 14ers project. And I really, I was. I I mean, I'm now able to watch him, you know, yeah. his dot online and watch him do his thing. It's been really cool. He's, uh, he, I mean, I think he's gotten a little bit of a humble pie in like what the terrain is and yeah. what it does. Um, I really want his perspective when he's done because he's done the Appalachian Trail. Okay. And I haven't. I've never done a long distance backpacking trail like that before. And I want him to compare and contrast the two, like which one's harder basically. Because, yeah. you know, I, I'm just curious, like what did you find the differences yeah so i think one of the differences he's going to find or he's find is that sometimes there's not a trail yeah. right and they, if there is a trail it could be opinionated it's not exactly <laughs> going to bring you to where you want to go yeah it's just a little bit of a tool to get you a little bit farther yeah you know and weather's a big thing you know when you're that's like, true
0: because appalachian trails marked like every 30 yards so you can see yeah. one of those white stripes yeah. And, yeah yeah
1: some of those uh like one of th- one of the reasons I I really like the fourteen or the Centennial's project is the choose your own adventureness yeah. of it. I can take any route I want. Like yeah. the the goal is to summit all the peaks, using foot power bike, yeah. right? Um, when I was doing the long distance bike packing races, like yeah. across the country, I was so scared of being off route, because mm-hmm. if you're off route, you get disqualified, yeah. and it was like a source of constant anxiety. So being able to go I don't have to worry about that it's yeah. so it's oh it's so freeing, yeah. so I really enjoy just having it more like yeah like a like a hide and seek kind of thing like just capture the flag just hundred and five flags <laughs> um yeah, it was just really fun and yeah. being able to change your route mid route and be like, i'm just gonna do this instead and just do it, and like that's t- perfectly fine it's, that's it's so cool it's very empowering in a way, yeah um plus i mean whoever challenges these things you know the 14 or the centennial thing like the next person they can perhaps better the time by figuring out a better route yeah so they, they can use their brain you when know, it's cool stuff.
0: how athletes like you like everyone's so open about it like you share oh, yeah. your route like if, i'm sure if someone was going for it you'd call them up or like you said invite them into your I'm house sure, and sure. like i think that's that's a really cool aspect of endurance sports.
1: Yeah, I mean, with, with um, Rowan, who's who's doing the 14-er tour, as we speak, um, I felt a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Um, I wanted him first to have a great time because he's my guest in our state, right? Um, I wanted to make sure he was doing something safe. He wasn't on any busy roads, and like his route was good. So yeah, yeah I, I felt like I had to put him under my ring. Plus, I mean, man, I have to pay it forward about yeah. three lifetimes <laughs> of pay-it-forwardness. So any opportunity that I can... Do it to some like help someone else. Of course, I'm yeah. gonna help him. Yeah, that's awesome. Plus, like he's he's like he's super young. He's like in his like early 20s. Like really? he's got a lot. He's like got a huge career ahead of him.
0: That's cool. So
1: he's just started out. I mean, he lives in Vermont, so this okay, is a completely new experience yeah. for him, kind
2: of. So yeah, I'm what psyched. uh
0: like if so kind of to wrap up, if people have been listening, to this drawing inspiration off what you've done, is there is there any other like like piece of advice you want to leave people with, I guess.
1: Oh, okay. Advice. Um, so I, I don't like to think of myself as a super athlete. Um, what I have is probably the mental fortitude to push through. Yeah. And I think that's shared by a lot of people who do ultra races. Like you, there's highest highs and lowest lows. Same, I, I, I experienced those as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, anytime you feel low, realize that it's just going to make those highs that come afterwards better. Yeah. Um, and just keep pushing on like your legs will your legs will move forward like unless you you have seriously wounded yourself um, you will go forward like, yeah. it's just it's your mind w- is a much stronger tool than you think right in both ways right it'll it'll stop you or it'll keep you going right it'll do both like yeah. who's in ch- who's who's in charge of the the, the accelerator and the brake? Yeah. Is it you? I it better be you because <laughs> who else is gonna do it so don't just don't give up yeah. You know, That's you're gonna awesome. make it through, um, and I and to kind of oppose that, um, I I have to do this as well. And it, I mean, it, sometimes it doesn't show in some of these projects, but when I'm out training, I'm mean, I'm in the flat irons, or I'm on a climb. Um, no wind to back down. Yeah. Right. Whatever your goal is, it'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. There's no there's no reason to take um, too much risk. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just not worth it. Like, you want to, you know, people. There's people that care about you,
2: yeah.
0: so
1: be there for them,
0: right? That's awesome. So. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you for coming over. Where? Oh yeah,
1: sorry, I talked your ear off, dude. Dude, <laughs> that's what it's all about, <laughs> I man. I'm so like, honestly, I'm so fascinated by this stuff. And yeah. like I
0: said, you know, a project this big that takes you all ar- over the state of Colorado, yeah, yeah, up all of these just amazing places and this beautiful wilderness. Is-
2: yeah. Well, it's a
1: it's a great. Um, it's a great excuse to get out there. Yeah. Um,
0: Explore the state. Yeah, yeah, so yeah.
1: like you, there's a goal and then there's what you experience while doing the goal. So, yeah. I mean, uh, if someone wants to, I, I mean, obviously if someone wants to do something similar, please contact me, I'll help you as much as I can to the ends of the world. Yeah. Um, one advice for doing something like the 14 ers project or the Centennials project, like, um, specifically is make it fun, give yourself a lot of time, and don't worry about doing everything. Like if you miss a peak, then there's it's gonna be there again. Right. Yeah. Same thing. Like keep the fun factor high. Like, you know. That's yeah. about it. That's awesome, yeah. man.
0: Where can people contact you if they oh gosh, um or follow your journeys or yeah, whatever. I think
1: you can search on Instagram for long L O N G, Ranger Justin. Um, or just look up Long Ranger Justin on Google, and you'll find all that stuff. Okay, most likely.
0: Sweet man. Yeah. Sweet. Well, thanks for coming over. Hey, no worries. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to get back at you at some point.
1: Absolutely. I'll. uh, We'll. uh, We'll check in. Check (laughs) in this summer.
0: (laughs) Sounds good. Huge thanks to Justin for sitting down with me for the podcast. Um, like I said, I'm so grateful that I got this opportunity to just listen to his stories, uh, adventure stories, featuring and starring Colorado mountains just you know capture my imagination. I love them so much. And in fact, let's use this week to like I want to use this week if you've never climbed a mountain, maybe this is something that you want to look look towards doing in the future. Um my first time trying to climb a mountain uh was a failure. I tried to climb up Longs Peak and I got stopped a little past the keyhole because I was an Iowa boy coming out with no experience and no altitude training, uh, and I got super altitude sick, um, and I had to sit in that little cabin, or not cabin, it's a little shelter right below the keyhole as my friends finished uh, the last mile, which took like four hours, by the way, to go up and back down that last mile, but that was an ego killer man. It was, it was, uh, it was something to be like a young 20 year old who's like, I can do anything. And then getting my ass kicked, being a little intimidated, being out to sickness, being unprepared and having to, to sit out. So, uh, even based on that, you know, not necessarily the greatest mountain experience of all time, but I learned so much from that failure. Um, Every time I go out and hike a mountain, it might be like our local mountain here on the front range. Uh, I just got back from running up Mount Galbraith, which isn't huge. Um, Or it could be, you know, climbing one of the 14ers. Every single time I go out into the mountains, I learn something about myself. Um, I'm able to like it's it's it gives you time to like take a break from regular activities regular thought processes regular habits or whatever um gets you away a lot of times if you're in the mountains you're away from your phone technology which is wonderful uh so it gives you that time to really think to contemplate um these are all hard work i mean there's quote unquote easy 14ers and that is true with like the actual route but climbing these are difficult because most of us aren't used to climbing a mountain At 14,000 feet and that's hard because there's less oxygen and all that so any of these are difficult And so it's kind of an activity that can prove to you that you can handle Difficult moments, um, you know, just like any endurance event But this is a mountain like you can do this in a day and you can really have this cool Reminder of dude, you're tough. You're a badass. You can handle this. You can do something hard. You can push through Um, And you can get to like getting to the top of the mountain like that's a saying (laughs) They say like you got to get to the top of the mountain They say that for a reason because once you get to the top of a mountain You feel so unbelievably accomplished and of course the the view is just something indescribable Pictures can't capture it videos can't capture it. You're up there. You're sitting there enjoying your sandwich or whatever and the view will just blow your mind But there is also just this kind of boost to you because you made it to the top of the mountain. There's nowhere else to go. You made it to the top and you've accomplished something. It's really cool, it's a great feeling. And I always think this too, um, the cool things about mountains in comparison to like an endurance event or, or winning a game of any sort or whatever, or a lot of accomplishments, is you can visually see a mountain. So once you climb up a mountain, the next time you're driving in that area, you actually see your accomplishments. You can see see that big peak in the distance and be like, "Hey, man, I've made it to the top of that. That is an accomplishment. It's kind of like a trophy case. like this is your accomplishment. Um, and then also, if you're setting a goal, you know, if I have a goal to s- climb a certain mountain, that goal is actually very visual you know you can look up at your goal and you say oh I got to do some training before I get up there so you know if you guys have any chance of getting out to any area where there's mountainous uh, terrain I highly suggest doing it Um, I spent three years in the Appalachians uh, in Virginia it's beautiful there those are just a whole nother thing a whole nother beast they're different than the Rocky Mountains Uh, you still get that feeling when you get up them. So uh, if you're on the East Coast, go out and take that on. If you're, you know, in the Midwest or somewhere where you're not finding a whole bunch of mountains, plan a trip. Like that would be a really cool aspect of a vacation. If you're like, okay, on this vacation, we're going to summit so-and-so, whatever. Okay. So cool, man. Uh, Yeah, we'll get back at you next week in fact i have a few of these in the bank and i'll probably start releasing i might do a week or two of releasing uh, a couple episodes um before i start my normal day job as a middle school science teacher (laughs) so all right we'll get back at you then see ya